Hello and welcome to the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and this is episode 24. As always, the disclaimer, I am not a doctor and this podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or to be mistaken for medical advice. Please always consult with your physician before beginning any new diet or health regimen. So on with it. I have been pretty excited about this new show on ABC called My Diet is Better Than Yours. It's actually kind of neat. They have five different pretty popular nutrition professionals, and they might be popular from a podcast or from a blog or a video series. I don't know, YouTube maybe, but they're all pretty pretty known in their health spheres, and they've got different diet and lifestyle philosophies on how to achieve your ideal weight and health. It's probably one of the most moderate and health-focused diet shows out there because there's such a large component of the show that focuses on individualism. It's, it's pretty cool. The show recognizes there were all these unique snowflakes with our own nutritional and fitness needs and even posits the whole, I guess, idea that not every diet is good for you and allows the contestants to maybe reevaluate their lifestyle or their diet and switch to another team if they don't think that one is working for them. It's it's pretty cool. I also really enjoy it because Abel James, who you may know as the Fat Burning Man, is a nutrition podcaster that I've been listening to for many years now, and he is on the show. It's just really cool to see him share with other people these same ideas that inform my own exploration of health and nutrition. So I've been tuning in every week, well, just one week because it's only one week, but anyway, in this first week, um, as is typical with these diet shows, the contestants all put up these huge weight loss numbers. One guy even lost 16 pounds, which is so much for one week. And honestly, it's a lot for even a month. And whenever people lose this much weight, the first thing that tends to be said is that it's all water weight. And this is a comment that is made to belittle the progress. No one ever really says, congrats on losing all that water weight. And honestly, it kind of bums me out to say this, but I think it's kind of a, dis- it's a defensive response, maybe a little mix of jealousy and cognitive dissonance, because most of the people who make these types of comments, maybe they're not happy with their own weight and they can't quite conflate that amount of weight loss, like 16 pounds of weight loss in such a short period of time with their own experience, because for the most part, we don't all lose 16 pounds in our first week of weight loss. Of course, we're not on a weight loss show, but still, that part's easy to forget. Um, Anyway, saying that that amount of weight loss in a week is predominantly water weight is not at all untrue. As most of you probably know, using the whole calories in, calories out model of energy balance, um, which is flawed, it's not perfect, but it's a pretty good baseline. 16 pounds in a week of fat is nearly super, is like super difficult, pretty much impossible without some sort of metabolic disorder combined with like a tapeworm situation. So it is totally reasonable to assume that much of this weight loss is due to water. Now that's not really the issue. I get it. It's water weight. Fine. You can say it's water weight because that's true. But the issue here is that it seems to be this idea that losing that much water weight is either a bad thing or it's just neutral or at best it's just an aesthetic benefit. And that's totally untrue. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. And it's going to be a really quick podcast. It won't be too long. But I just want to dispel that rumor that losing water weight is not a good thing because it is a good thing. And what it actually comes down to is inflammation. And we've talked about inflammation before. 
and you probably know by now that reducing inflammation is a good thing as marketed to you by all of those anti-inflammatory products out there. Um, but we're going to talk a bit about why that's a good thing today. So I want to start with a super basic example to kind of put everything in perspective, and that is a sprained ankle. When you sprain your ankle, it immediately swells up. It's pretty obvious. You can see it. It becomes like a grapefruit attached to the bottom of your leg. And it's obvious what's happening here, and that is that the ankle is filling with fluid. You can tell it's not air that makes it puff up. It is fluid made up of white blood cells and blood and lymph and just generally extra liquid that seeps from surrounding cells. And this is the body's natural response to injury. Um, it increases nutrients in white blood cells in the area, promoting healing, preventing infection. It is, in fact, a good and healthy response for a little bit. Now, for short durations, inflammation can be protective. But eventually, you end up icing your ankle to reduce the swelling because that pressure starts to build up. All the extra fluid in your ankle builds up this pressure and it becomes even more painful than it would be already. And in your ankle, extended periods of an inflammation will be painful and aggravating, and it can eventually cause joint issues, but it's not really life-threatening. It's not that big a deal. However, inflammation in other parts of your body is not so great. So just, I know we've talked about how most diseases these days are actually caused by inflammation, and I'm not going to go and give you a list of 35 million diseases and scare you about how you're going to get them all. But a few conditions that will be exacerbated by or that are caused by inflammation are things like arthritis or cardiovascular disease. Um, heart attacks, they said, are usually uh, led by inflammatory conditions. Stroke, same thing. Um, autoimmune conditions, diabetes, Alzheimer's many cancers, and a whole host of other things. So it's not great. There are, no, there are no positive things from chronic inflammation. But this is where the ankle analogy kind of breaks down. Because when you sprain your ankle, it's pretty obvious how it happened. There's a clear moment of physical trauma that led to the inflammation. When you have inflammation inside your body, the trauma is generally caused by diet and lifestyle choices. So it's not that one injury, it's a bunch of little injuries over time. Um, things that will cause this are smoking. And seriously, if you still smoke, please stop. It is so bad for you. I'm not going to guilt you further than that, but seriously, stop. Um, alcohol consumption, sugar consumption, processed foods, and a poor omega-3 to omega-6 ratio of fats. These things all promote inflammation inside your body. So this is inflammation that's in your organs, in your arteries, in your joints, potentially in your brain tissue, the whole shebang. Inflammation everywhere. Um, and I'm not going to talk about how to reduce inflammation or how to achieve a favorable omega-3 to 6 ratio of fats today because we've actually talked about it in the past and I have a future podcast planned on omega-3s. But it is important to note what happens when we do reduce inflammation in our bodies. So that is what we will talk about today. And what happens when we reduce inflammation in our bodies is we lose water weight. And I bet you saw that coming. Um, when inflammation is lowered, it more or less means that there is less fluid in that area. And that fluid has to go somewhere, and it won't all be reabsorbed by your body. 
So less fluid surrounding these organs, your arteries and your various tissues means less pressure. Um, so less pressure on wherever you are experiencing inflammation. And this also means less pain. A lot of people who go on diets note that they have a reduction in joint pain. And a lot of that actually has to do, I mean, granted, a good portion of it is due to weight loss too because there's just physically less weight on your joints, but there's also less pressure from inflammation, which is important to note. Um, this also means a re reduction in the risk of acquiring the diseases we talked about earlier. Like Theoretically, having less inflammation will mean that you are less likely to get all of these inflammatory diseases. And these are all really good things. So losing that water weight not only helps to actually physically alleviate the pressure on your body systems, but it's also indicative of positive changes happening in your body. It is a sign that your body is not being flooded with as many pro-inflammatory compounds, or that it's at least being kind of balanced out and that all of these pro-inflammatory compounds are being mitigated somehow by anti-inflammatory things, which are most often found in very nutrient-dense foods. So either you're not eating as much crap or you're eating way more good stuff. Either way, happy things. Um, and that pretty much does it. I just really wanted to talk about how water weight isn't a bad thing to lose. It's actually a really positive sign that you're starting off in a good direction. It's also the reason why people will put up these big numbers, like 16 pounds in the first week, and then lose much less weight the second week. I think that guy lost five pounds the next week, which again, seriously, five pounds in a week is a ton of weight. But it's clear that at this point in time, he's not really losing as much water weight anymore, and it's starting to be more fat loss. Um, so that about does it. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean, whatever streaming service you're using. I seriously appreciate it so much. Um, I also really appreciate if you leave a review for the show on any of these platforms because it really helps to get more exposure and more people listening. And that is awesome. I really love that. I like seeing all the numbers go up. But anyway, um... There are show notes available at healthygamergirl.com slash show notes, and you can go to healthygamergirl.com to read more or contact me because all of my social channels are listed there. And seriously, if you have any question, I love answering questions. I actually get a lot of Instagram questions DM to me, which is really fun. Um, but you can contact me on Twitter or just email me or make a comment on a blog post. Seriously, there's so many ways, and I love answering questions. It's fun for me, so feel free. Um, anyway, thanks for tuning in and I hope you guys have a great week.